Hello, my pretties, and welcome to the Momster Radio Podcast. My name is Amber, and I am your host, and you are? Sally. Sally is my co-host, and I, I can't believe it's 2024 already. Can't believe it. Flew by. Yeah, it was... Halloween. And then... Happy New Year! New Year! Woo! I can't believe the amount of stuff that at least I personally got done in those many months. I don't even remember. I think what I happened? was on an airplane like three times, oh. like three separate trips, because uh, I feel like I did something in October... I think October I went to Washington maybe. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Went hiking and then I went to the Cayman Islands for December. It was a big goal of mine, take my kids there. And then I went to New York City for my birthday. So fun. Most magical birthday I've ever had. Aww. 42 was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I had a funny story of what happened on our way back from New York City. So this actually happened to you before on an airplane. And when I went to Nashville for your birthday, they sang you happy birthday. Oh, on the plane? Yeah, the yeah. whole plane. Oh, yeah. So we're getting on the plane and the flight attendant is like, hey, talking to the other flight attendants. Like there's 145 people on board. I think it was 145. And that's a, important for later. So <laughs> Take note. <laughs> I know. So I had paid a little bit extra to get on the plane early. I am obviously 42 now, <laughs> and we did like 19 miles in three days in New York City, which was amazing, but also I was in excruciating pain for my knee. Mm-hmm. I've had three knee surgeries. It's just not the same anymore. It's just stuff we say now that we're in our 40s. Yeah. And so I paid a little extra so I could try to get in the exit aisle on Southwest. You have to get on really early. And so I walked to the exit aisle and it has double the leg room. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to probably do something people aren't going to be happy about, but I wanted to try to save a seat for my friends. And it's really hard to do. And if you ask me really nicely, I'll probably give you the seat anyway, but I'm going to try because, you know, I want to sit by my friends on my way home and I was with two of my friends. So the flight attendants usually block the exit aisle when you're boarding because I think it's kind of deter people who really don't need to be in the exit aisle. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I have no problem Because there's a lot of responsibility with that, Yeah, right? I, I read the pamphlet. Like, oh, I, no. I, I refresh my memory every time. I, oh, my I, goodness. I'm just, it's just how I'm made, okay. okay? I used to be very afraid of flying, and now it's very minimal. But I know, and I will get off that plane <laughs> very quickly. It's not a problem for me. So I ask her, hey, can I sit here? She's sure. And she starts chatting it up with me and a couple of the other people that got on early. And she's like, why did you go to New York? And I was like, well, it's my birthday yesterday. She's like, oh, my gosh, what did you do? And so she's standing in the row behind me. So I kind of told her, I was like, I know it's not really, it's frowned upon, right? It's kind of like, I don't know, going in the checkout line, if it says 15 items and you have 16, mm-hmm. you, know, you really shouldn't, but like one Whatever. of them is just an orange or something, yeah. you know, or like, it's fine, you know? And I'm a, a hardcore rule follower, so it's kind of hard for me to do these things, even mm-hmm. though it's not really a rule. So I put my bag next to me to save a seat. And so she's like, well, I'm going to stand next to you. I'm not going to say <laughs> what time of day or what route, because I don't want this poor girl to get in trouble because she's really sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll stand next to you, and you know, maybe it'll deter some people. So everybody got of boarding, and my friends are at the end of the bees, which is a pretty good amount of people. So most of the plane is starting to fill up, and I'm trying to avoid eye contact with people. And so this man, maybe in his late 60s, early 70s, comes up, and he looks me dead in the face and he's like, which one of those seats can I have? And so I'm thinking, okay, I don't like confrontation, but I'm like, I got to at least save one seat because I do have a little bit of anxiety. So it'd be nice to have a friend next to me. And it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. And so I point to the bag. I'm like, oh, my friend's in the bathroom. You know, That's like, what I would, I almost yeah. suggested that. Like yeah. I would have been like, I don't know who's sitting here. They put their bag down and went somewhere. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, that one's taken. Cause I don't want to be a total jerk, mm-hmm. but I also want to try to like at least one, one out of two. Mm-hmm. 
And so he looks the flight attendant dead in the face and he's like, so I can have that one? And she's like, no, I'm standing here. And it's like awkward. And he's just, he's not happy. Oh, wow. And so she looks back at him and he looks at her and he's like, so I can have the seat then? And she's like, no, I'm standing here. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't (laughs) just give him the seat already. I'm like, let me just, I'll throw my bag out of the way because I don't want conversation. And, you know, it is kind kind of first come, first serve. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's not the right thing. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Some people will be like, fuck it. Take whatever you want, you know. Anyway, so he gets very aggressive and he asks again and she looks him. She's probably five foot three, hundred buck twenty, maybe, probably in her twenties, and looks him dead in the face and says, Find another seat. No way. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> and so at this point, I'm like, just give him the fucking seat. This one's taken. I know. <laughs> Sleep's taken, you know. (laughs) So, so he goes to the aisle adjacent to me, which it's just they're kind of staggered. So he's just a little back. So he's fuming, and he is a tall man. And I felt bad, but if you would have just said, "Hey, I really could use some extra leg room," and and I've done that before. I've actually changed seats with somebody, even though I paid extra to get there because I'm five foot two. But I'm I I wasn't getting up for nobody Mm because I was really hurting, and I really did need the extra leg room. So he's big man. Like big man. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, an hour into the flight, one of the other flight attendants like, hey, I heard it was your birthday. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you know, we take birthdays very seriously here on on Southwest. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) my God, I've heard this before, you know. I've seen this before. Right. And so we, um, they take our drink order. And the next thing I know, she's coming on the over, you know, intercom. And she's like, here at Southwest, we take this very seriously for birthdays. And we have a very special birthday on board. And she's like, Amber girl, are you there? And I'm like thinking like, I want to hide. Cause that's just my, but I'm 42. Like it's time to change. Like I'm going to own it. So yeah. I put my hands there. I'm like, you know, wooing, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, so do you want to come to the front of the plane while we all sing you happy birthday? And I'm like, oh, Okay. I'm like, no, they didn't do that. That's yeah. not how this worked. I saw I'm this. Like, this didn't happen. No, 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 I don't get out of my seatbelt, ma'am. Yes. Like, I stay in my, my seatbelt. <laughs> so I go to the front of the plane, and she's telling them, you know, they turn off all the main lights, and everybody pushes their flight attendant light, and that's the, the candles. candles for your cake. Yeah. And so everyone's singing happy birthday. There's a So if you don't count me, it would be 144 people, right? So it was actually 143 people because that man is so Not singing. fucking mad. He didn't turn his light on. He didn't look up. It's on the video. We have a video of this and he's big mad, right? Because I didn't, we didn't give him oh, the seat. Oh man. So regardless of that, it was literally the most magical thing. And mm-hmm. so she's like, you know, I want you to make a wish and then you're going to pretend to blow out the candles and everybody turns their light off. And it just... I made a big, big wish, which I haven't told anybody what it is, so I'm not telling anybody now. And I was like, this is this is big. Like, I'm going to do this. 2024 is my year. I felt like 2023 really was my year, but every year is going to be my year now. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of magical powers being that high up in the yeah, air with sure. that many people wishing you well. And I was embarrassed, but also, like, I was proud of myself that I didn't be like, oh, don't, don't sing me. I don't like drawing attention. I mean, I have a podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't like to know people are listening yeah, to Yeah, we don't me. have a live audience. Like, it freaks me out, you know? <laughs> we had talked about that recently. You were telling me about people that had came up to you and were like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, Sally, it never occurred to me people I don't know are listening to I me. I know, so weird. How is that possible? And then I'm like, get a little nervous, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But at the same time, it's not about all of that. Right. I, it's just fun. This is fun for me and yeah. whatever comes of it, comes of it. So... 
143 people. Yeah. <laughs> Wish me happy birthday on an airplane. And so cool. It really did. It was a big dream of mine, a goal of mine to go to New York City in Christmas time. And it really just was one of the best memories I've ever had. So good. I told my husband, unfortunately, we're going to have to do that every year now. <laughs> well, uh, my daughter, Layla, her graduation gift is to go to New York. It was supposed yeah. to be for her high school graduation, but there was COVID. So mm-hmm. she's supposed to graduate in May and we know we have to go during the Christmas time. Yeah, it's so, so amazing. Let you know. I'm very excited about that. I will definitely be going. <laughs> so we also had a lot of family time during, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of breakthroughs with my trauma and growth and things like that towards the end of the year. The last quarter of 2023 was rough for me. So I wrote down a little story that I wanted to tell you about my mom. So my, my mom was always really good about not talking about my dad negatively after the divorce. And she, I, we, we were having some conversations. I realized, at least in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I am pretty educated, that I think my dad was just like a, a really good narcissist. And it really made me have some compassion for my mother's experience with being married to my dad up until like when I was in first grade. So she's never really talked about why they got divorced, but she did divulge this this go-around that he was never faithful to her, that he cheated on her a lot, which sucks so bad, right? And she told me that she confronted him one time, and he told her, you know, you were just from, he's from a different, I think he said, what was it? I'm just from a different era, hmm. or different... I don't know. What do you call? cut from a different cloth? Well, it's or like he was. Time. He grew up in the '60s, like his free love. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, "I'm just from a different, you know, it's a different timeline, different era." And the way he made it sound like it was okay because back in whatever day he, you know, I think he was born. I don't know. He was. Old, I don't know. He was kind of old when he died. He's in his seventies. I'm like, no offense to anybody in your seventies, but that's older, right? So I just was like, what era are you from, sir? Like, I'm pretty sure Moses like inscribed on a fucking tablet, "Thou shall not commit adultery." <laughs> like, show did you show right? <laughs> what era are you talking about? Like the caveman era, dinosaurs? Like, oh, what? Man. It just me and my mom were laughing so hard. It was like cathartic to laugh about what a dumbass. You just brought Moses into this. I know. This. <laughs> I'm like, you can't just because you grew up in some. You were a young adult in the '60s doesn't mean it predates you know no. Jesus. Christ himself. Those like, were the you- drugs talking to you, sir. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What era you're yeah. from? I'm pretty sure every era that I am like aware of, mm-hmm. adultery has been frowned upon. But okay, mm-hmm. yeah, know, whatever, whatever, sir. So it just cracked me up. Mm-hmm. Bless uh, her heart. I know that makes me sad, but yeah. also it was really cathartic for me to acknowledge that for, for my sure. mom, so that she could, I don't know, be heard. And so mm-hmm. she was very. As a parent and through a divorce, I would imagine you don't want to ruin your partner's, you know, image in your child's eyes. And I told my mom, I was like, if you've been waiting and thought one day my daughters are going to see what I see, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let them figure it out. I said, today's the fucking day. Mm -hmm. I figured it out, mom. And she just started crying. I know. I had so much compassion for her. In that moment, it doesn't excuse anything that may have occurred between her and I mm-hmm. and things that we are healing, you know, from my childhood as well and, you know, our interactions. But I just, as a human being, she had a rough time. Yeah. Regardless of what happened to me because of it, you know, she had a rough time. Um, yeah. And I think back then they kind of preached to people not to badmouth, you know, your ex to your kids. But, you know, in my therapy, 
a little bit, it's, you don't want to badmouth them. You don't want to, you know, cause any conflict yeah. with them about their other parent, but you, you should give them a little honesty is kind of what they teach you now, because you also don't want to hide facts from them. Um, you don't have to give them your opinion. That's not factual, but like they need to know somewhat what's going on and the facts of the matter. And that helps them understand that it's not their fault either. Right. So, I mean, but I understand that back then that that was not encouraged. It was like, no, you don't do that. You don't speak about each other. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) One other major milestone in my marriage I wanted to share with you. Mm, Spicy. Why do we do it? So just kidding. (laughs) It is so spicy. (laughs) So I have a very specific combination for my coffee in the morning, and I don't expect anyone else to make it during Christmas I had a really rough time. I'm going through a lot of of, of uh, what I think is complex PTSD, childhood trauma, abuse, neglect, all of those things. And I'm going through healing those. And I've recently started having flashbacks of childhood memories that I didn't have. And I have starting to regain some of them. Coincidentally, I just got okay with not remembering. And my brain's like, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. It's never good. <laughs> now you remember. Mm. You know, so it's like I maybe I leveled up or something. Anyways, my husband has been trying to support me in ways that, even I didn't know I needed. And so he knew I had to get up really early to go to the gym. It was earlier than my normal time. And he brings in a cup of coffee and my mixture of half and half and a a dash of creamer, just to give a little hint of taste is very specific. And he doesn't even like to order anything special at Starbucks. He doesn't like having a talk and say, I want a venti grande, half calf latte, no foam, cold foam, you know, like he will absolutely not do that. And he brings my coffee into the room. So I go to get up so I could go get, I'm like, do you want to bring me? He's like, no, I already did it. And I'm like, what? And I look at it and the color's right. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I don't measure. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you how many tablespoons, teaspoons, whatever. And I take a sip and I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? And he said to me, I've been watching you. Oh, and I think my tubal ligation came undone. <laughs> no, not that. Not <laughs> my that. tubes untied themselves. Not that. I'm like, do you want another baby? Because I will, I will birth you oh another my child, gosh. sir. That was probably the sexiest thing. Shout out, said. Daniel. I, I was like, first of all, how did I? I'm so oblivious. I have no idea that he's watching me to mm-hmm. to see like the combination of pores, and it is like the epitome of he wanted to, he would. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll need to take some notes because yeah. I, I literally was like... By y'all, she means me. Yeah, I was like, I'll <laughs> take my clothes off now. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was the sexiest thing he could have said. I would prefer that to diamonds and gold Aww, any day. Good for Daniel. And just kind of watching my cues in something that specific. Mm-hmm. Or, and and he's he's been making it quite a bit since then. And I tell you, I mean, it is... That is sexy to me to wake up to some coffee at the side. I know it sounds simple. No. He deserves a reward. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I re- handsomely rewarded him. <laughs> I made sure my tubes were intact because I am 42 <laughs> and do not have any business having any more children. That but no. yeah, if, uh, that's a tip for any of the uh, men out there who might be listening to mm-hmm. us. If you don't know how to make your woman's coffee, I don't care if she wants you to froth it, to check the temperature to exactly whatever degree it is, figure that shit out and surprise her. You will be handsomely rewarded. Mine is very easy. So... Anybody like cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to make me some coffee? Anybody cares? It's right. just uh, black coffee with two <laughs> sweet lows. <laughs> oh my god! 
So I think you had some some stuff for us to talk about, some ins and outs for the year. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking since this is the new year and we did Halloween, we did Thanksgiving, we did Christmas, that we should do some New Year's things. And what do you do with New Year's? Typically resolutions. I don't know if we should do that because... I don't really do resolutions. And you said level up. That's been my theme Mm -hmm. since my divorce is leveling up. It doesn't matter what it is. Find something new to level up. So that was cool that you said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's good words. I think I have some goals of things I want to do for the year, which is kind of new for me Mm because I've had long-term goals that I'm... I want to achieve over an unspecified, you know, yeah. specific time. But I started thinking, what do I want to accomplish this year? And that's really not something I've done a lot of. Even when I was in business, I kind of just fly by the seat right. of my pants all the time. Yeah. So I saw what I accomplished last year. I'm like, okay, if I can get a little bit more specific, a little bit more intentional, mm-hmm. I think I can do all of those crazy things that I want to do. So should we start with the ins and outs for this year or go – Start with the highs and lows of last year. Let's go with ins and outs. Ins and outs first? Yeah. We're going to like take turns? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, Wait, are you going to say all of them or just one at a time? We'll that's go what back I said. That's what I said. I just said, do we want to take turns? And you said, yeah. Listen, I can't take ADD medicine anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I said, do you want me to go out once or take turns? Oh. And you said, take turns. Okay, like, that happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> My brain is Rind up the tape. <laughs> okay, just shut up and do it. Do it. Okay, ends. So I put this on my ends and we all know I'm not going to do it, but I'll just put it like I need to wake up earlier daily. Do you? <laughs> Why? Because I am late everywhere I go. Oh. So I should wake up earlier daily is one of my ends. What is one of your ends, Amber? Oh, I need to meditate. Why are we so sad about these? Because it's stuff I know <laughs> I need to do and I just have put it off or I don't find time for it. So I love maybe meditating. I do too. And I'll meditate my, my ass right back to sleep <laughs> if I'm not careful. <laughs> I don't know if that's meditating. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely meditating. So I think meditation, and, and it's really like people get all weirded out and like, oh, it's this or that. No, I'm just clearing my mind. And when thoughts come in, I kind of like acknowledge them and then like go back. I think it's just a period of time you set aside to just exist Mm -hmm. in the moment and not be heading in any certain area and deep breathing and just some self-care. Right. So I need to meditate. I I think like three days a week would be good. I would like to coincide it with working out. But by the time I get done working out, I'm ready to hit the ground running. You're going to take a nap for sure, though. (laughs) Yeah. I think another one I have, I am, one of my love languages, not my top one, my top one is physical touch, but my second one is words of affirmation. But I don't give that very well, I feel like, unless I'm asked for it. So I really want to get better at sending cards and letters to people that, nothing for nothing special specifically, but you know, if somebody had a good friend moment with me, I want to send like a thank you card or like a thinking of you. And I don't know, I like getting them and I like people writing things to me, but why I don't do it back, I'm not sure. I don't give love. Like, my love language of giving it doesn't coincide with how I receive it. So. Well, just so you know, if you send me one, I only check my mail like once a month. Hmm. <laughs> so you well, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you'll be like, what did <laughs> I do? You'll be like, I sent that two why? months ago, Isn't your mailbox on your porch? Mm. No excuse. I mean, everything. I have to walk all the way down my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> everything is on automatic pay. 
there's very little things that I need to know about in the mail. Yeah. It's probably something I don't want to know about. Okay. So I did a couple of things of like fashion-y stuff too, but this is not a fashion one. I put uh, plastic surgery. <laughs> this is... That's always an in. I think there's so much stigma and there was a big movement I felt like last year of people removing their breast implants. I don't have breast implants yet. <laughs> Neither do I, <laughs> I might clearly. get them. I don't know. But I think there was uh, some shame attached to that where people were like, oh, that's so unhealthy for you. And it might be for some people. But I think we should start accepting that if people want to change their bodies, mm-hmm. it's their body. Exactly. Yeah. And not really concerned with that and doing it for the right reason. So I'm going to do it for me. It, I don't know. I have a consult in February. My husband looked like I had three heads because he somehow likes me the way I am, which is weird because I'm like gross. But <laughs> I, I've been through weight loss. I've been through, I've had four abdominal surgeries. So I would like to just know what my options mm-hmm. are. doesn't mean I'm going to get anything done, but I'll be like, can you just throw in the boobs for free? Like, I definitely would like boobs one day too. Yeah. I've, I've no, I don't like my boobs, but Me neither. whatever. That's, on, that's fine. That's on another list I have here yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, another in I have is to travel this year. I know a girl who loves to travel. I know. That girl's me. Yeah. And I wrote this list like a week ago. Yeah. You need to travel. You need to put everything on your Capital One card or your Chase card. I'm, we're not sponsored by them. You need to put it on a credit card with points and be intentional and everything runs through it that you would normally pay. Your water bill, electric well, Ironically, bill. it looks like I might be traveling soon. So Oh, yeah. Look check. Out. Check, check, check. I put... I don't... I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Mm-mm, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no skipping. Well, I I don't know why I put this one on there because I think that it should be advocated more is smoking weed legally. Oh. I I have a, a person I know that I was like, hey, you really need to get on medical marijuana. And she's older. And uh, some of the older generations in their late 60s, early 70s have kind of a stigma. Either they're super for it or very much against it. Like I feel like zillennials now or they don't care. But the older generations, it's very taboo. For sure. They'll take every pill yeah. that they're prescribed, but absolutely right. no marijuana. And I told her, I was like, hey, I really think you should look into this. It's legal in Texas for certain medical conditions. I told her where to find a place, you know, in a you know, bigger city and said, you know, get some of this information from your doctor first. And she was like, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. It's not something I would normally do or think about. And mm-hmm. she's like, I can have pain relief and go about my day wow. and not have the side effects that she was having from some of the narcotics or some of the things that are similar to narcotics. So right. I would love to be a huge advocate for mm-hmm. medical marijuana. I really personally, I mean, I don't really care. I mean, it's legal in most states. Unfortunately, it's not. There's plenty of legal things that are probably way worse for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Way problematic. There's conflicting data for a lot of it, but I don't think there's anybody really studying the positive effects of it. They want to know what the negative effects will. I mean, look at how heavily regulated narcotics are now. They're, mm-hmm. they're so heavily regulated. And I mean, people are having trouble. There's so many stories about people not getting a pain control after surgery. And so it's because of what the laws and stuff say now. And, you know, doctors have to abide by those. And mm-hmm. so it's really difficult. So uh, medical marijuana, I think should, and, and the general legalization of marijuana, I'm a big champion for that. Yeah, for sure. So I put writing. Like journaling? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not just... I'm not good at journaling. 
because I'll write forever and ever. But I think I need to start jotting down experiences Mm. or make notes of how I'm feeling based on something so I can go back and reflect it. Because my brain seems to like play tricks on me sometimes where I'm just like feeling one emotion and I think something and it's so clear and then I feel a different emotion maybe a week later and that clear thought I had a couple of weeks ago is turned into a different thought and I just think maybe writing some of this down might keep my head clear a little bit more. My friend that's a counselor, she was encouraging me to journal and I haven't felt really safe to journal as an adult, as a child, when I did have things. I had a step-parent that would go and find it and read Mm -hmm. it and use it against me. Mm -hmm. So I've had this kind of subconscious block of like, don't write anything down that can be used against you. Because if you're journaling, you should be free to just feel whatever you're feeling, right, wrong, good, bad. It doesn't matter. It's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. A feeling isn't an action. So feeling those and writing them down. But she was telling me that the act of physically writing with a pen or pencil is much more powerful than typing or talking into a phone. It's almost like it's an outlet for it to go out of your body onto the paper. And then she's like, you know, burn it, delete it. What, you know, right. get rid of it if you're really that concerned. I don't feel that way in my own house. Mm-hmm. I just have a blockage for it because mm-hmm. I don't want things held against me. I don't want my feelings held against me because feelings are just feelings. Everybody, they're human emotions. Yeah. They're they could be hormones. They could be, you know, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your feelings aren't necessarily who you are. Right. But you're just feeling them. Yeah. I like that. I, I think journaling was supposed to be on my list, but I didn't put it on here. I got you. Okay. So boundaries. Mm. Yeah. I've had a hard time setting boundaries with people that I love. That's, mm-hmm. that's definitely been a negative um, part of my personality, a, you know, kind of a in recovery people pleaser. And Last year, I started putting some big boundaries in with people that I love in in a very calm and assertive way, and I'm glad I did. It felt very scary at first, very vulnerable that if I, I was in a place that I felt like if I made boundaries with people, they wouldn't love me or they wouldn't respect that or I was asking too much and really they were pretty general normal boundaries. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to do that. And that's going back to doing a lot of my inner child work of trying to figure out I don't have to be a certain person for people to like me and mm-hmm. to, to keep the peace. So learning how to do those boundaries and what's right for me. Right. My son was recently telling me about some stuff that he was uh, doing a favor and I don't want to go into too much detail. So he doesn't, you know, I don't have to ask his permission you know, at this point, but, and he was like, I don't ever want to do that favor again. And it was something that he was being compensated for and it, he just didn't like it. And I was like, Hey, he was worried that somebody would be upset with him. I'm like, that's a boundary, sir. Mm-hmm. You, that's fine. Be okay with setting a boundary. Like, well, what if so-and-so gets mad at me because I tell him I don't ever want to do that again? Yeah. I just don't want to, I don't like it. It wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just a boundary. It's yeah. not good or bad. It's just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries are good. Uh, I had to learn a lot of that kind of in my process of, being divorced and learning to set boundaries with friends and family and children and myself. And it's hard. It is hard because I'm also a people pleaser that's on my out list. And, um, once you learn to set those boundaries, you kind of have space to breathe a little bit more. And I think that's great. I think that's something good to have on your list. Okay. This one is probably my most important one that I've actually voiced out loud and it's to be more intentional with my time with my daughters. 
uh, we're so busy and I've heard her mention to people in jokingly manner that I don't like to listen to her and just the young one. Yes. Okay. And with my older one, I knew everything that was going on with her friends and school and I don't think I know as much with my younger one. And even though she's joking about me not wanting to listen to her, I heard her. And so I had a talk with her and I said, this is what I want for the new year. I want you to feel heard. I want us to talk. I want you to tell me about your day. I want to hear about it um, and take the time to make sure she knows that I am a good outlet for her. If she needs that, I don't have to be nosy and I don't have to get in her business, but uh, I think I just need to take more time to get to know the social side of her now that she's Mm. older. Yeah. And I want her to really understand that it's okay to come to me with these things. Just because I'm her mom doesn't mean that I can't be there in those areas of her life. I think as moms, we have to be intentional because we get at least from the people that I've talked to, we get kind of lost in all the things that we're trying to do, whether it be our own business or working or school. I mean, you were in college mm-hmm. for a while yeah. and being having some mom time or, mm-hmm. you know, in my case, you know, parent time away and dating and my husband, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Wait, which on one of dates. us is dating? I go date. We go on dates <laughs> and good. trying to balance that. And so I'm glad that you were listening to her. And when she said that, and sometimes we have to recognize when our kids say things in passing mm-hmm. and My, not get defensive. You don't always right. have to get defensive. They need to know that they're heard also. Right. I agree with that. I'm trying to look at my list here and this was a new one that we learned or I've been doing a lot of research on, you know, TikTok and very official mm. what website for information, but how to deal with difficult people sometimes. And I think I told you about this. It'd be like, okay, and then insert their name. <laughs> and it's almost like a... Okay, Amber. Yeah, it's kind of a... And so what's really funny is I realize my husband does that to me, and yeah. it makes me so mad. Oh, no, because you like, didn't know it was a okay, thing. Now it's a thing. <laughs> I know. He's like, okay, Amber. And I'm like... like am I being difficult yeah and it is kind of a verbal cue of like yeah okay so I don't want to be you know manipulative but I'm also you know if somebody's being gross to me maybe I was being gross to him I don't know but I think I want to use that be like okay Sally it's a lot nicer than saying fuck off yeah (laughs) yeah I agree uh you know oh and so I'll just quickly tell you the other ones I had growing more of my own food Okay. So I started last year. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get better, more focused this year. Where's my loofah? <laughs> I I need to <laughs> get them out of their containers. <laughs> they anyways, it's a whole process. <laughs> I have like twelve loofahs I need to process. She, you can grow loofahs. I for can those grow the good. fuck out of some loofahs. I, <laughs> Daniel's like, why didn't you get them all ready for Christmas? I'm like, 2024 is my year. There okay? you go. Um, I don't know why I put this, but platform and wedge shoes. I'm so excited like their end style right yeah. now because five foot two of me is super excited about that. Yeah. Hiking, more hiking mm-hmm. and more hiking for sure. Trusting my intuition. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, if I would have listened to that bitch this last year, I would have been saved myself a lot of pain. But it's a process. Yeah. I don't, I didn't trust my own thoughts and my own anything. I didn't, uh, I'm learning to trust Amber and Amber's feelings and, mm-hmm. and then magnesium. Okay. Huge. 
everybody's deficient according to TikTok and yeah. like general medicine. And <laughs> I know I take the supplement and I spray my armpits and I don't smell anymore. So oh, I want to try that. Heck yeah, because I don't. I use like a you know or I don't know. Yeah, it's a special deodorant that I don't have all the chemicals in it. Yeah. Okay, so our outs. Um, I'm gonna stop cussing this year. No way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a lie. <laughs> I put and J- not fun. I put JK. I would never have allowed that. I don't even care. I was gonna joking. try really hard to like not cuss this whole episode and no yeah, way. Whatever. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. What's on your out? Pe- well, we kind of went over this, but mine is people pleasing. I am a huge people pleaser. I don't know why. Not anymore. Because I usually don't give a shit about anything else, but I I like when people are happy, and if I can have a hand in it. I want to do that, but there's a fine line between mm-hmm. being a positive light in people's lives and just people pleasing because the boundaries get blurred, right? I think it's also a sneaky way for us to try to get people to love us or like us. Like it's manipulation for a good cause, but it's not. It's hurtful. Maybe, yeah. It could be hurtful I, to your own self. I love when people are happy and I love when people recognize the best side of themselves that they don't see. And so I try to bring that out. But at the same time, I have to watch out for my own self. And in people pleasing, you tend to not do that. So my alternate for not doing that is to try to match people's energies a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I have to not always give just what I get, but just keep it around the same level, you know? Yeah. I like that. There was a guy at the hardware store yesterday, and I thought he was going to be rude to my mother-in-law, and I was just waiting, mm-hmm. just waiting, because I felt about 10 feet tall. I'm like, don't you mess with that lady. Mm-hmm. He was mad because she went into a line, and he didn't go think to go in that line. And I mean, he was just making little comments. I'm mm. like, one false move, buddy. Yeah. I was going to be- Give me a reason. Real loud. And I was going to be like, to my daughter, I'm like, record this, mm-hmm. just for legal purposes. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, don't be rude to her. But- he got, he held a control or what? Yeah. Cause then she was like, I'll take the next one. And he just shoom, right oh, to that line. Got his you know, people yeah. get real frustrated when there's, you know, have to wait and be yeah, patient for just a minute. My God. Of course, my daughter was like, go on that line. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm yeah. going to see how this plays out. Yeah. We're about to match some energy up in this hardware there you store. Go, there you go. I put begging people to hang out with me. So I've learned that if I have to really do a lot of coordination they probably don't want to hang out with me hmm. and it's more one-sided. Mm-hmm. So I am developing something I call the friend roster. Hmm. And first of all, if I have to beg you and it, you can't just say, dude, I don't like, I don't like hanging out with you. Or you say, man, I'm really busy. If it's like the stringing me along stuff, mm-hmm. not doing it. Yeah. Or like I did with you the other day. I'm like, Hey, I just, I don't want to keep bugging you about this thing. You're like, no, you have to bug me about this. I'm really like, you have to bug it. me. Right. So you know, we clarified and we, mm-hmm. we talked about it, but there's been situations where I try to do stuff where people say they want to go do stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. And then I feel like a really annoying camp counselor, like at 8am, we're going to do this. And at 9am, we're going to do this. And at 10am, we're going to do this. And they're like, shut up, you know? Aww. So I just, I like hanging out with my people. Mm-hmm. I love living on my people and that can be a lot for some people. So if you're that person, I'm sorry, I'm not for you. Yeah. That's, that's 2024 Amber. I'm not doing anything but just wanting to spend time with you. And if you need space, that's cool too. Just say, man, I just, I need space. 
Yeah, because you have to be true to who you are. Yeah, and I'm I'm totally cool with that. I think I just am in a phase in my life where I need to be surrounded by good communicators or people willing to learn to be a good communicator because I'm, I'm not great at a lot of things, but I am really good at communicating. Mm-hmm. Communicating Same. my feelings, communicating what I want. I may not always say what I should say because I'm, you know, people pleasing or trying to protect that person, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I always felt really weird of like, is it disingenuous to be like, okay, well I'm going to invite this person to lunch. And if they say no, then I just don't go because then I'm like, Oh, um, w- would it be bad if I go to the next person and they're more my first choice? They have no idea this is happening. That's just my thought process. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, well I wanted to go to lunch with so-and-so then I'm, so now I'm like, okay, cool. I want to go to lunch with a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see who's available. Exactly. Right. And I think you've encouraged me to do that a lot because a lot of my friends try to get me out of the house, which I love to go out. But then I'm like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) know. (laughs) It's already four o'clock. I don't have makeup on. I love doing stuff. So if anybody likes to do stuff and wants to do stuff, Sally's ready to go usually. Yana Rasta. Mm, Made that roster. What's What's your out? So this is also probably goes with the other one, but um, overthinking, overplanning, hyperfixating. <sighs> Next. <laughs> All the words. Okay, I will. So I put on here an out was toxic people. Bye. But, but. Oh. I, had I mean, I was days. leaving. I'm toxic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few days to think about this. And the way I was going to handle toxic people was I was just going to be an asshole and cut you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I can't deal with your shit or whatever. But then here comes Facebook. Oh yeah. Reading your thoughts again. No, it wasn't my thoughts, but I shared something from four years ago and it popped up literally the day after I wrote this. And it says, don't ever get tired of being a good person with a good heart. I know it sucks being taken advantage of and feeling like it's better to be cold hearted, but people like you matter and are so important to the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you right. Yeah. You're right. So it goes back to setting the boundary and not people pleasing, but still be genuine to who you are and don't be, you don't. Yeah. I think the toxic people meant like, like I was going to like be assholes to the people that were assholes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's got to be balance because that's not true to who I am. I'm not an asshole. And if you're an asshole to me, I'm, I mean, depends what you do. I might, you know, whatever, but like just changing who I am so I don't have to hurt and I feel safer. I don't think that's the answer. I agree. So that was that. Yeah. Th- there's a fine line between matching energy and just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're not trying to be a dick. No. Like the guy at the store, like yeah. well, I was going to match that energy and stick up for my mother-in-law because she was just oblivious and got in the other line. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not that serious. There so are two lines. Yeah. It's matching your energy, not your personality traits. Oh yeah. There for you go. Sure. So I am um, on my out list is saying sorry for having emotions. I am, and I see a lot of people doing this, especially when people cry, like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. Don't be fucking sorry. Like, it's a human emotion. Mm -hmm. Welcome to being human, Amber. Like, feel it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And I, I saw a video recently instead of, and so trying to do something instead of that to retrain your brain is saying, thank you for allow, allowing me a safe space to be emotional right now. Mm-hmm. Or thank you for being here and listening to me while I'm sad. Or, you know, the, the apologizing for having an emotion is, is a, can be a trauma response. It can be an unhealthy behavior that you're, you're minimizing or invalidating your own experience. So I want to be like, thank you 
you know, I'll tell my husband, I'm sorry I'm being so emotional. I'm sorry I'm being so annoying. Instead of being, thank you for sitting here and listening to me yeah. vent about my life because I'm about to start my period and I just feel like the whole world <laughs> is, is falling apart. And it might be falling apart. It might not just be my period, but just being grateful for that because then it also encourages the people that you care about to be there for you because mm-hmm. you're 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 thanking them you're you're validating them that hey thanks for sitting with me. Yeah. When I had a flashback recently to some abuse in my childhood that I <laughs> didn't know happened, <laughs> but I have some validation with family members that witnessed it. Mm-hmm. And my husband was just sitting there on the floor with me while I cried and snot coming out of my oh. nose and hyperventilating and like what else do I not know? Mm-hmm. And just him in the floor, you know, boots on the ground, on the battlefield with me, just listening to me. And, you know, he doesn't have these types of experiences in his childhood. So he has no idea how going through it can be or how to even deal with it. But just being present. And I was like, thank you for being here and just listening to me. Yeah. Because I would imagine after this many years, it's been a lot of things. And now that there's more things that I didn't know were in there, you know, he gets to have more information. So that's a great one. I, I really, like that. Cause it also keeps them like, if you're apologizing to someone, then it, it puts it on them that they're upset at you for whatever you're doing. And usually they're not, right. if it's a situation like that. So taking that apology out of the equation keeps their feelings more natural too, where they're like, Whoa, I wasn't even upset about anything. Like I just wanted to be here. Right. So that's a good one. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I'll just go one more. I am going to do better at not censoring myself 100%. Especially since this podcast has been doing, I have a lot of things that have been a part of my journey and that are a part of my journey that I don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about. And I may not 100% feel that way either. But I think it's important that I don't censor myself 100% because the whole point of this is, you know, helping other people that may have gone through or going through. It doesn't always have to be things I've been through, but it could be fun things. Like it could be what I've been through. It could be fun things like dating or whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Um, Dating? I'm not, but maybe one day and maybe we should talk about it or maybe not. I don't know. But I just think that I don't necessarily have to censor myself 100% and I can do that and still not hurt people or embarrass people. Mm -hmm. So I I think I'm going to try to figure out how to not censor myself so much. I have started doing that with talking about my experience with my dad. Mm-hmm. So I loved my dad. He's dead. So I can talk to shit about him now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I feel less pressure that I'm going to hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I probably should have hurt his feelings a little bit while mm-hmm. he was alive because he really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And he did love me. And I feel comfortable a little bit about opening up about my journey. I still feel a little weird about it because my sisters all have different experiences. We all lived with him for different amounts of time. He was a different person to all of us I, is what I gather. So I don't want to, you know, shit on their experience of what they felt might've been good or bad or not. So when I speak about it, I want to say, this is my view or my experience with my father. Right. And we all had different experiences with him so what they may feel is still their experience and whether it be true or not or me either they may have a very they haven't said that but they Mm -hmm. may have a very different view and not think he was a narcissist but I've done a lot of work (laughs) I've done a lot of investigating and a lot of a life experience and I think that's what happened and so we're talking to my mom and kind of getting more of her story of what happened between them I do feel like I was validated at least in that 
you know, mm-hmm. era of his, his era, era. <laughs> <laughs> that era of his life where he was married to her because he was married like five times. So yeah. I think that that's a very healthy thing to do to own your experience, but try to do it in a gentle way and truthful way of to like, this is my experience. I'm sorry if yours is different, but mm-hmm. this is what I'm experiencing right now. Right. Uh, I also put ruminating, which is the the overthinking. Ruminating. It's a real classy term. Oh, that. I like that's that like word. a probably like a diagnosis code or some oh. shit. So no ruminating, and I'm gonna. What I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> overthinking. It's that obsessive, nonstop, and a lot of times, and um, what I saw to help with the overthinking was to replace it with another behavior. Mm-hmm. So either getting up and doing some deep breathing, going and getting a glass of water, getting a soda, or just like breaking that thought pattern and replacing it with something else or doing 10 burpees and jump jacks, jumping jacks or something to like get your body and mind out of that place. So I ruminate a lot when I do lashes at work. If my client's asleep, I have a full hour to just obsess about all the things Mm. in my life. And so I try to now I'm like, okay, well, you want to listen to, I'm telling you, you want to listen to a murder podcast or a self-help podcast. Mm -hmm. So that helps me to not ruminate and overthink. Yeah. Because that's a trigger for me of the downtime. Yeah. Okay. You are, are you done with your outlist? Because I'm going to go through the rest of mine really quick. Yeah. Okay. Pushing people away. I like to push people away that are want to be my friend. Hmm. Don't do that. I know. It's just something I do. I think I've done that to you. And not in a... I've spaced it through the years. I think that it was just... I don't... I don't I didn't take it intentionally. No, did. I didn't do it intentionally. I but think we just got busy. It's and... funny because when you would tell me, oh, I'm your biggest fan, I'm like, and I don't want to talk to her now. Like, oh, why? What? I know. It's weird, I right? I still say that. I know, but I love that you say that. Oh, and I love that you've consistently. <laughs> no, it's not a you. It's me. Because I get weirded out. Like, what if people do like me? And then there's vulnerability. I know. Listen. Bitch, I've been telling you this for 20 years. I I, it is not a lie. There's got to be people out there that feel this way and have had this happen where people like you and you're like now you why? make me feel like a weirdo no i'm like why <laughs> like i like never me? if she doesn't quit saying she's my biggest fan <laughs> i'm going to press charges <laughs> no it's i i don't know i feel okay so it goes back to when i used to compete in in a uh, contest for singing okay mm-hmm. my mom we talked about this this last week i'm telling we had a big break for this new year's about how I, if people would tell me I did a great job, I would immediately say, oh, well, I missed this note or I did that or I was this wrong. I I have a very uh, personality trait of wanting to perfection. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be perfect. And so if it's not, so if you tell me I'm a fan or you're a fan and you're just a fan of my life, you're not like, you know what I mean? biggest fan. Right. And so then I'm like, oh, I have to, maybe I should be better or do better. I'm not perfect. And oh, what if she knows I have flaws? And oh, we oh can't be God. friends now. And it wasn't like an intentional thing. It was an unintentional thing that I did to my husband, to my sister, to my friends because of that vulnerability of like, why do you like me? Aww. I spent a lot of time wondering why people like me. And I know that's weird, but it's, it's again, probably related to all this work that I'm doing of why do you like me? Because I didn't have a lot of self-worth. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm starting to do that, it it's, it, it's getting through that uncomfortableness. When we went to, when we went out for your daughter's birthday and I was singing, mm-hmm. I felt very uncomfortable because you and my husband front row <laughs> just phones right on me. Because we're your you, biggest fan. And I'm like, put it away. Like, why are you videoing me? And that, and, and, but at the same Lindsay time. Lindsay was doing it too. I know. There's three and I'm of like, us. gross. Why are you doing that? You know? And so that's a very weird thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I think people who, they assume people that want to sing or be in entertainment 
want I to didn't be give seen. a shit what you thought. I wanted the I video. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And in just sharing that. And yeah. so I've made a couple of TikToks of my journey through the last year that felt very weird for me to do because I'm focusing on my journey. Mm-hmm. But it's a part of my self-love of mm-hmm. being like, that's cool. They they like when I sing or I, you know, when I see, you know, my husband flies airplane things and compete. Like, I'm proud of him that he can do that. Now he might get mad and throw his helmet around. And then I'm like, I don't know that guy. But, you know, I do feel that or, or watching my kids and feeling that. So I think it's it's something that I'm working through. That's why it's on my out list. Yeah. Of, it wasn't like I felt you were weird. I felt weird that somebody liked me or was proud of me. I'm like, why are you doing That's that? That's so funny. It, put, it felt like I put pressure on myself of, now I need to be better for their, like what kind of, they need to set their bar higher and who they're a fan of. My God, you know, <laughs> easy to please. <laughs> yeah, no, right. So it's, it's a process, but that's, it's part of the pushing people away and keeping people that are actually healthy for me mm-hmm. at an arm's length. Okay. And I do that because I'm a, I was afraid of that. So I would be very welcoming to people who weren't healthy for me because then it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're going to it's going to go bad. We're not going to be talking after that and just kind of, it's a, it, there's a lot of psychology behind that, but we're going to move on because, um, so caring if people are watching me. So I have recently when I'm at a concert, I would always be kind of like in my bubble Mm -hmm. and just not like, and now I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'll dance, I'll sing, I'll say the wrong lyrics. Yeah. I'll, you know, whatever. Cheers with our beer cans and our waistbands. It's weird. I don't know if that's a part of being in my forties or what it is, but I'm not doing anything weird, but I, it started at the Taylor Swift concert because no one there is looking at me no. and I'm just singing the wrongest lyrics and I don't care. I'm just yeah. like, nah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and I want to continue doing that because I can just not worry about that. Really? No one, no one, no one's watching me. They never were. Yeah, no. They never were, but I felt uncomfortable of being myself. Mm-hmm. So fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. I fuck it. But if I end up viral on TikTok, I'm gonna get real mad. Whatever. I don't <laughs> even have like, TikTok. At, I won't see it. Oh, lady at the Taylor Swift concert <laughs> singing the wrong lyrics, and I'm like, anyway, breadcrumbing. Let we're gonna do more in depth in this in the future. But fuck breadcrumbers, okay? And if you don't know what it is, Google it. That's all I'm gonna say. Breadcrumbing is probably one of the most toxic things I have learned about this year, and I want to make sure I don't do it. So I'm gonna be real transparent with people if I don't want to do something. Or if I don't want to be friends with them or just, or, or even a family member, if I just don't want to interact with them be kind, but I'm going to be real honest. Like I'm not stringing anyone along. Mm-hmm. I'm not stringing anyone into 2024 period. Mm-hmm. Those breadcrumbs, those are going to the ducks at the pond. Like mm-hmm. they're not for people. So moving on. Uh, last one is Snapchat. I deleted my Snapchat. Oh yeah. That made me sad. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't understand it. There's a lot of functions that I think are a little too complex for my little sp- brain so I don't like it I I just don't and honestly the only time I ever snapped was when I'm I've had maybe a drink I'm at a concert and I'm singing into the camera no one wants to see uh, that but that's so funny the next morning when <laughs> no. you're like no what did you I did do? that <laughs> and I was like that's exactly why I don't have snapchat I was like what did I do there's who a, saw it there's oh, a thing no. it's like it's gonna be gone in 24 hours right yes. so nobody gives a nobody yes, cares and usually like on nights like that yeah. you can go out do it, wake up at 8 a.m., watch it, laugh, delete it because nobody's really seen it and yeah. not that morning. The few people I did not want to see it had already viewed it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not I'm not doing Snapchat, at least for right now. That's, okay. I deleted it. Actually, they just sent me an email. It's like, your profile is going to be permanently deleted. I'm like, do it. No. Goodbye. Goodbye, Snapchat. Snapchat. 
Yeah, that's our ins and outs. Okay. What else you got over there on that paper? The 2023 highs and 2023 yeah. lows. All right. You tell me yours. All and We're, we're going to rapid fire it. Okay. So my well, highs. I'll, well, I, you're going to say some, and then I'm just going to come up with one really, oh. like to, to okay. go back and forth. Yeah. Well, I think a high for me is that I lost weight. Same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And um, I, ha- I built some new friendships this year that are really important to me. And had some old friendships grow yeah same okay Okay, right there check check and I feel like this year I got a better idea of who I am and I'm more comfortable in my skin oh my god me too okay (laughs) keep going I got my degree I actually got two degrees this year I had already had I already had an associate's degree that I got in 2020 but I got my bachelor's, and with it came another associate. So I'm a I triple degree female this year. <laughs> yeah, I did not get any degrees this year. I am so never want to get a degree in anything again, at least for this moment in my life. But I remember being so proud of you. Daniel and I were both like, we're so proud of Aww. Sally. Like, hell yeah. Like, single mom, you paid for mm-hmm. your, you know, all this stuff. And I don't know. Thank it's, you. That, that was amazing. Thank you very it much. It is amazing. And another high was the Eras tour. I was there. Uh, yes. So that was fun. Oh. And then I also have this podcast as a high. Yeah. I can't believe it actually happened. Yeah. Because we, we could so barely put the equipment, like what plug, what, what cord goes into what hole. <laughs> and then figuring <laughs> we out the software. It. Yes. Yeah. So. so we're still, we're still Googling a mm-hmm. lot of things, but we're. We're working on it. Okay. So highs this year, I think I went. I had this goal to go on a vacation once a month and mm-hmm. I pretty much made that, whether it be a small one locally, you know, within Texas, within an hour. Or so, uh, I went to multiple States, two different countries and I did it on a budget too. So it wasn't like I'm super rich and mm-hmm. can just do all that. I, I was really intentional on how I did it. Plus it was just a lot of times just me and one, a friend or mm-hmm. something going. So I only I didn't have to pay for my whole family for every one of them. So that was definitely awesome. The high for me. Good and, job. Absolutely. The Aeris Tour podcast. I used to own a business. I don't know. I no longer, I simplified my life. Yes. I am surviving homeschooling my man, <laughs> seventh grader. <laughs> it is not for the faint at heart. Not fun. And we're still trying to figure out a good path for her and hopefully get her back into school in eighth grade. I also lost weight. Mm-hmm. I've been with a trainer uh, for two years, so I now have muscles. Mm. It is I never thought my body could do that. And so not only did I lose the weight, but I'm actually meeting my goals, whether it be, you know, lifting weights and, and staying with it. And for me, it works better if I budget to have a trainer. Mm-hmm. I don't really cancel on her. I'll cancel on myself, <laughs> but I'm not canceling on her. Yeah. What else did I do? I grew a garden for the first time. Good job. I have a podcast. I don't know. I think I thought I got most of your things on my list. Yeah. Those, I mean, all of those things are high. I've done a lot of inner work this year and I I have a lot to go, but I think I've made some big strides. I had, I felt like I had gotten to, I felt like I had arrived. Yeah. (laughs) I I felt like making this list that I had more highs than lows Mm -hmm. last year. So for sure. I think that's been the biggest part of my journey and I don't know. There's something about going to a national park and hiking that was very spiritual to me and just learning how to accept myself and my faults and my good things and, and working on both of those. Okay. So lows. Lows. And honestly, a couple of these are probably due to the weight loss. So like my hair got shorter and I 
lost what little boobs I had. So that was oh, same. <laughs> My gosh. So I just got extensions so I could hide it because I lost a lot of hair. I didn't lose hair. I just keeps getting shorter so we're working on it i lost a lot of hair and uh, my ac broke oh so that was a low that was a big low a big expensive low but you know i was able to figure it out so can't complain too much there and i put one on here and i crossed it out y'all know i say i don't date much i went on a few dates this last year probably poor choices but i crossed it out because i was like nope it's a journey I agree with that. It's not really a low. Yeah, it didn't didn't affect my life, you know, so. Yeah. Fuck it. What were my lows? I feel like I personally, I had a lot of mental health lows this last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't talk, I, I think people that are in my life, my clients, you know, I'm pretty open about that journey, but it's not something I really post about online. So that might be a surprise to a lot of people that have really struggled with depression and anxiety this past year I haven't had a panic attack in many 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 years and I had several this last year and I Mm. it just it's such a helpless feeling because it's like oh my body's having this yeah it's let's we're on this roller coaster and I can't get off so I've learned to just let it happen release that energy and emotion apparently my body needed it to cope with whatever was going on and then on the flip side of that figuring out what's going on in my Mm -hmm. life that's causing that and doing some really intense inner work I did some uh, EFT, so it's a, I think it's emotional freedom technique. I can't remember what, but it's tapping therapy. It's an alternative type of therapy that was very helpful to me and part of my um, healing journey. I am starting to learn how to deal with having flashbacks to my childhood. I don't remember some of the physical abuse that happened, and that's really hard to stomach mm-hmm. because I I had said that a a particular step-parent had only hit me one time. And I've been saying that for many, many years. And my husband was like, why do you keep saying that? I watched that step-parent drag you across the yard by Mm -hmm. your hair. And I was like, oh my God, I remember. Mm -hmm. And then my mother-in-law told me, you had scratches down your neck. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember. And so it's, it's so weird. And then having one hit me in the face the other day, not like literally, (laughs) (laughs) Um, figuratively of like, I remember um, my sister actually reminded me of something that happened. And then when she reminded me that that physical altercation had happened between that step parent and me, I had a memory come back of wishing I had a bruise because if I had a bruise, I could have proof and go to the police. Mm -hmm. And I had no proof because that step parent was really good about being very particular of how they abused you because then it couldn't be proven. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little upsetting to when I finally got to a point where I don't want to remember, I'm like, okay, it was bad. I don't need specific memories. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now I have them, but processing those in a safe space within my marriage, within my home, within my friendships of like, these things are happening to me. I'm regaining some memories. And now where do I go from there? So my goal is to get in back into regular talk therapy and I guess talk on this fucking podcast <laughs> about my trauma. I love therapy. Everybody should do therapy. Uh, it should be free. Let's be honest. That's ridiculous that you have to be somewhat privileged to have at least insurance that will pay for it. Yeah. This is, we've been here a while. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Momster Radio Podcast. Please go follow us on social media. We're so close to giving away one of yeah, these. Yeah, 300 really cool and you will get a cup. <laughs> yeah, we have these really cool branded cups to give away. And we're very close on Facebook, I think. Instagram, not so much, but 
it'll get there. Yeah. We're just we're just one little ticky talk from going viral, right? Right. For a good for a good cause. Yeah. To help all the mother people out there regaining their memories in twenty twenty four. So um yeah, Sally. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.